you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a part take Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option and dad is not a noun, not at all. Welcome back to the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend Radio Show, TCOHHL Radio. Um, yes. Yo, yo, stats. I know that we generally, whenever we have guests on, we we sort of go. We we have this opportunity to dialogue in a manner in a manner that's uh, relevant to the particular guest that we have coming on. So, in typical yes. traditional TCOHHL fashion, I gotta ask you, man. Um, what was your first exposure or do you recall your first exposure to an actual bank or the banking system the banking system yeah you're, you're, wow that, that was uh and 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 let, me, let, let me further qualify because i because you know the thing for me is um i i guess i want to speak directly to to you know to to the guests right so um i know and when i'm asking you that question I'm not speaking about in terms of when you actually had to. I'm not talking about when when you was a kid and you were going to the bank with your parents and then you standing on that long line and you want to hurry up and get out because you want to go to McDonald's or something like that. I'm talking about the first time you actually went to the bank because you had an account of of your own. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I, re, I re, it was um in in Canarsie, man. When um okay. there was Greenpoint Bank. Yeah. You know, next to next to the L train station. Right. You know, that was the uh, that was the first time I actually had a bank account. Nice. And I and um and I was so young that um, you know, my mom had to actually you know co-sign because I was too young to have the account. Right. Right. But the only reason why that happened is because I had a real bad accident with the city. Mm, okay. You know, almost broke my almost broke my neck on a swing. Man, I didn't know, know that. And, yeah, this was back in this is back way back. I was on a swing and a swing popped. Okay, and it, it sent me flying through the sky. <laughs> I didn't know that, man. That's crazy. And uh, yeah, when I when I landed, I was all messed up, concussion, fractured this, fractured that. So um, you know, the, um, the city actually had to pay me, but I was too young to you know to deposit the check. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, after some time, you know, so you know, my mother had to do it. It was a it was a you know big process. I I was I was an idiot with money. I didn't know anything. There was no financial literacy for me. Right. You know, so um, I burnt that. It was like ten thousand dollars. I burnt that. Yeah. I would have might as well had a campfire. You just burnt the money with marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> nah, no, no nah. doubt, no doubt. That's that's crazy, man. So, so you know, um, I remember the first time I had. Uh, introduction I, I you know as a kid my grandparents set up bank accounts for uh my brother and I right when from the time uh-huh, we were born uh-huh. they set up bank accounts for us so by the time but we couldn't get the money until we graduated from uh high school right so right, you right. know and and that we you know we we did various things with that money once we became of age you know going into college and needing things but what I remember is my first introduction to, to money in the, you know, individually that would benefit me personally and individually was when I was in elementary school. Right. And it was probably closer to like sixth grade or something like that, because um, right. uh, I, I distinctly remember um, somebody coming into school to teach us about, um, you know, stocks and bonds and trading on the stock market and, and, and NASDAQ and the difference between, you know, the the difference between the, the, the financial markets and, and things like that. You got, you so, got lucky, man. Well, you know what? It, it only, la- I, c- I can't tell you if I took anything away with me 
you know, after I right. learned it because, you know, I, I mean, it, 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 it was something that we did as a short term activity uh, that the school district introduced to the curriculum at that particular time. But it came and went. Right. So by the time I got out of that grade, went on to the next grade, I couldn't tell you anything about it. But um, nonetheless, it laid a foundation for me early on. Uh, to mm-hmm. understand the importance of money, at least somewhat, because I, I went on to do a lot of frivolous things with money as well. But um, I, I started at that point, I started to understand, um, you know, the importance of money and, and, and the power of it. And then also, I like to say that that's when I got my first, my very first lesson in, um, you know, financial literacy and the understanding of it. Um, but what that brings me to is our guest that we have on the show today, man, which is, you know, absolutely a, a, a honor and a privilege and a pleasure um, because she is. Well, let's just let me just say this. Miss Priscilla Ross, which we have the honor of speaking with today. She's the head of the Business and Finance Academy. Um, and it, it's um, it, it really is a, a privilege to speak with her because we get an opportunity to see from the other side what people are doing within the school system to empower children and not empower children because it, yeah she's on a high school level but empower but but devote that that have devoted themselves to empowering children from um you know early on up until they get to be you know uh you know finishing up in high school and going into college because yo the truth is is that Financial literacy and education is not something that starts and stops, right? It's something that continues on throughout your entire yeah. lifetime. And the yep, more informed, absolutely. right? And the more informed that you are, you find yourself better equipped to to deal with, uh, you know, the the process of of handling money and put and allowing money to work for you. So, what I would do is, man, whether you know, so we don't talk any longer. Without further ado, I'd like to formally, formally uh, introduce and with with uh with a, with a warm welcome introduce miss priscilla ross uh Yay. and we thank you for your time how are you today good morning i'm fine good 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 we we uh, again and we thank you for your time today thank you for the opportunity that you've granted us to to speak with you thank you for having today. me sure absolutely absolutely so you heard our spiel right and and you know stats and i are uh not we're getting up there in age right we're 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 very very nearing without giving our specific age away we're very close to maybe arm's length away or maybe a fingertip away from 40 right so yeah if they if they understand it's 30 right (laughs) there you go right so so you know the, the the thing for us is is that when we were you know kids coming up in the school system in New York City Brooklyn uh you know in the 80s and and 90s uh early 90s they didn't really have much or many programs to sort of impart wisdom in the way of financial literacy to children you know what i mean and that was I can say in the inner city because that's where we're from out out in the suburbs. I couldn't say if they did it, I wouldn't be surprised if they did it that way, but it's just, it's interesting to me that, that this was overlooked for so long, but in North Carolina where you guys are, it just seems like, you know, it's, it's something that is, is extremely important. And that's why we wanted to have the conversation with you guys, because not only do we want, we, we want to, sort of uh, understand how the program came to be, but we want to be able to enlighten listeners that are out there to perhaps that are in the school system and that are educators, what they can possibly do to, you know, follow along the same path. But before we get into that, we let's start at the beginning because we are absolutely interested in um, the the journey of Miss Priscilla Ross, because you are the person that is, you know, bringing this, awareness uh, I'm, I'm sure uh, you know you're part of the process I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people involved but you are definitely you know a, a part of that 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 machine that is that is uh 
you, you know, responsible for enlightening children to, you know, with uh, financial information, you know, particularly individual personal financial information. So where did it start for you? Are you from North Carolina? Originally, no, I am not from okay. North Carolina. I am originally from Albany, Georgia. Okay. Um, born oh, nice. and raised. Mm-hmm. <laughs> born and raised there. Uh, but I've been in North Carolina since um, 1986. I've been here for a while. So, you know, people would call me a dermite now. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, right, right. <laughs> I've been here for a while. Yeah. But uh, the journey uh, for me with um, the school bank um, kind of really kind of started while I was in the classroom uh, teaching. Uh, my background is accounting. Mm hmm. And um, so here at Hillside High School, that was the class that I taught was accounting and uh, at that time, computer applications. And uh, as teaching those classes, uh, part of it is learning, you know, tax and uh, more about uh, debits and credits and uh, banking. And what I discovered was, you know, as you know, years kind of passed by was that our students did not understand and know anything about how to write a check. Mm. Uh, they didn't understand um, APR, you know, what the mm. annual percentage rate was for credit cards. Right. And uh, they just didn't, that was not something that was on their priority list. Mm. And, you know, you have students that, you know, would graduate and you hear these stories about how students go away and they get into large amounts of debt because they take out all these student loans. And I must testify and say I was one of those students. We were too. (laughs) Uh, When I went (laughs) off to school because my parents, you know, that was not something that they taught. Right. Um, You know, money was something that the parents handled and they took care of and they didn't kind of really share the information. And so I um, noticed that that was something that was still going on with this generation and students were not being, um, they, they didn't have anything to go about as far as savings or they were just going off to college and, you know, starting to create these debts. So uh, I want to make sure that my students were uh, aware and I want to make learning for them relevant. Hmm. And what better way to teach them financial literacy than to actually make them a part of the process. Hmm. And so, um, me and another colleague of mine, Ms. Antoinette Day, uh, we you know put this business plan together. And as we put the business plan together, you know, I started you know reaching out to other banks and credit unions, and uh, you know trying to see who would come on and help with this initiative. Sure. And um, as we got, I took it to my superintendent, uh, who was at that time um, Dr. Eric B. Coates. Uh, I took it to him and I said, you know, I'm interested in opening up a school bank. You know, what better way to um, teach financial literacy in our school to our entire school and not just the students, but, you know, faculty as well. And so he, you know, really liked the idea, signed off on it and said, "Okay, you know, well, let's make this happen. And so um, in the process of just trying to, you know, get the sponsors and going through that, that was, was like a whole year went by. Mm-hmm. And um, finally, my superintendent came back to me. He saw this article uh, where Reginald Lewis High School, they were, you know, opening up a bank in their school. And he says, where are we with our bank? <laughs> and uh, I said, well, you know what, let's just take a, a, a trip. And, you know, see exactly, you know, what their bank looks like, because from the places that we had visited um, that were credit unions, what we saw was it was either just a counter or Mm. it was, you know, like, I guess, the elementary model where you come during lunch and you you make deposits, things like that. Right. And that was not what we wanted. Uh, What I wanted was for our kids to have a true experience. And uh, you know, I would tell them, you know, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. We're going to make sure that they don't feel like, oh, this is just something else. Because a lot of times uh, our children will start introducing them to things, but we don't follow through with it. Sure. And because we don't follow through with it, you know, it just becomes 
something else. That's right. That's right. So, so you mentioned. Well, this, uh, I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt. Just a quick question. So, you mentioned the school Reginald Lewis. Is that also a, yes. a, a high school sort of within the same district as you guys, or just in the in the same state? Reginald Lewis High School is in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, okay, okay, all right, outside and of the state. They they actually have a credit union. They don't have a bank. Sure, okay. They have they have a credit union. So that's kind of how what's really been different. Uh, for our school in any other school that has something similar to us is that we are a bank Mm -hmm. and mostly what you find are credit unions uh, in the bank or some form of a credit union but they have the closest to what we wanted and when I say the closest meaning when you walk into that particular classroom it kind of simulates a credit union okay when you walk into our facility it looks as if you were walking into like a Wells Fargo wow. or SunTrust. A or, full functioning you know, bank, uh, yeah. You can see, it looks like a bank. And so that's, I think, what one of the amazing things is uh, our partner, Wood Forest, um, when they came and signed on and took this uh, opportunity on, they made sure that the vision that I had was implemented. Wow, that is awesome. Mm, nice. So so nice. I, I'm, I'm interested in, in knowing um, just – in terms of the operational implications of a bank within an actual school, does the bank have out? Can the bank still, and I'm not, I don't bank with Wood Forest, so I'm not sure what their hours of operation are, but um, you know, banks usually close, you know, if you're lucky, you might have a bank that they have banking hours between nine to five. Right. And if you if you're lucky, if they actually have a drive up teller, then they might go until six or they might open up at eight or seven in the morning. So when the school is closed, how how are the the bank's hours then? Do they sort of do do the hours actually coincide or can people have access to the bank when the school is is closed? So um, how we operate, because it is a school, Mm -hmm. we have to first take in consideration the safety of the school. Right. So. Only um, students that are um, in our school, so students of our school, faculty of our school, alumni of the school here, and any parent um, of a child here can actually open an account with us. Oh, okay. okay. They are the only ones that actually can come into our school to use our bank. Sure. We are only open during our lunchtime. Oh, wow. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so we have um, a first and second lunch and then we have another school within our building uh, new tech high school and they their lunch is in between our two lunches so technically what we would call here in the bank we have um first second and third lunch so the students that work in the bank they rotate with their lunches gotcha so there so that we always have at least two people within the bank on staff so i have a bank manager assistant bank manager we have um tellers we have a marketing uh, representative, mm-hmm. and then we have customer service rep. Nice, nice. Okay, awesome. Now, Wood Forest themselves, they are open seven days a week. Okay. And yeah. I believe they are only closed maybe two days out the year, I believe. So they are, they're open much longer than we are. So what the process is, the, those members of our bank are able to come in during t- between the hours of 1030 and 1 o'clock, and they can make a deposit. And then at one o'clock, we do have a um, sheriff that is in our bank on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday when we are open. And so at one o'clock when we close our bank, um, that officer drives me to Wood Forest Bank to make deposits. Nice. Okay. So every day that we're open, we have a deposit. Um, the officer takes me. Okay. Now on Tuesdays and Thursdays, the students have class. That is their time um, for them to learn new things about banking. That's their time um, for them to actually do their peer-to-peer. Mm-hmm. So when I mean by peer-to-peer is when they can go into the cafeteria and they can actually teach their peers about our 52-week savings plans that we have. Nice, okay. Or they can uh, teach them about um, a stock that we researched okay. for the week. Uh, they can teach them about uh, one thing that we like doing is, you know, how do you authenticate money? Mm, Uh, Can you tell, you know, if that money is real? And so those are little things that we do 
within our bank uh, to ensure that our students are still learning. And how Wood Forest helps us is twice a month, they are in our building also teaching our students. Wow. So okay. this past year, well, this year, um, we're coming to a close, we targeted our ninth graders to make sure that all of our ninth grade classrooms were taught something about financial literacy from, you know, the banking process to savings. And so mm. by doing mm. that, again, we're making sure that all of the students in our building are learning about financial literacy topics. We want them to know how to write that check. We want them to know, you know, the difference between a credit card and a debit card and how to use those responsibly because when they open up an account with us, they actually get a debit card. Sure. They get a checking account. Sure. Okay. Okay. So wow. you, wow. you you mentioned earlier and I, and I think that that's a that was a really good point that you mentioned. And that is the disconnect that often exists between us and our parents' generation. And, and you know, without putting our information out there, and I, I mean, I guess stats did already, but we are, <laughs> gen- <laughs> without our age out there, uh, we, we are generation uh, Xers, right? So um, we know that, you know, the, 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 the time span that that covers, like mid-60s to late-70s, right? And what I find is... Um, you know, we are a part of a generation where we didn't receive financial literacy from our parents. And and I'm sure it was inadvertent on our parents uh, part. Right. But the truth is, is that we never just we never had a discussion about money. I think the extent um, uh, to which I had a, a conversation with my parents about money was that, boy, you don't need to go spend all that money and go buy them Jordans, save that money or get a cheaper pair of sneakers. Right. Um, but, but, but the cash that I had on hand, it might've been saved, but it was saved in a drawer. And, and I distinctly remember this. It was saved in a drawer in a, in a freaking, uh, uh, Captain Crunch red money clip that I got when I was five and I had it all the way up until like 17 years old. Right. Because our parents didn't really trust me. Right. Right. So, and, and that's, yeah. And that, that's, that's actually what I wanted to get into because, you know, for so long, our parents, you know, of our parents' generation, I mean, our our generation, our parents, yes. and then their parents before them, right, obviously, they didn't trust banks because the banking system wasn't necessarily set up. Well, first off, they weren't, the institutions weren't set up in our neighborhoods, right? That's the first thing. Right. And then for those, mm-hmm. of the, the, the few of us that did have access to a bank, we just didn't get the same level of service at a banking institution, or we were just denied the accessibility of what a bank had to offer because of the color of our skin. So what I'm, what I'm finding is, is that for our generation, we are perhaps the first or, or maybe, you know, close to being the first generation where financial literacy is a very real thing. It's an important thing to to the sustainability of our lives and our children's lives. And, and even depending on what we're doing with our money and, and what we deem to be success and how we're capturing it, uh, you know, generations, you know, after our children's. Right. Um, so right. with that said, with this, you know, I, I guess almost effectively possibly being the first us being that first generation and now our children being that generation, did you find that the children um, or your students having any type of trepidation or concern about taking this process on or was there a genuine interest you know by you know from the students there was a genuine interest okay and um you know we did a survey also to find out you know if you had a bank in your school uh would you use it right and so we got great feedback from that and each each group that i have i challenged them to make sure that they are leaving some type of a legacy because what they started is a Mm. legacy. Mm. And Mm. the first group, you know, they were kind of like the pioneers. And then the second group that I had, you know, they came up with a five-year plan. And part of their um, five-year plan was making sure that, you know, we got an ATM machine uh, in our bank. So again, you know, improving each year. And so this year's group, uh, they were kind of like uh, our marketing group. They were the ones that were really uh, marketing the bank. And, you know, they've done all the interviews and, um, you know, they were the ones that actually receive the ATM 
um, this year. And so, you know, I've challenged them to say, you know, what's going to be your legacy, your part of this um, bank that you're going to leave for the next group um, that comes in because they have to interview. Uh, the students first have to be a part of the Business Finance Academy, sure. and then they have to interview to actually come in and work in the bank. So I've challenged them, you know, what's going to be your legacy that you're going to leave behind for the next group? And, you know, just kind of getting back to what you were talking about, our parents, uh, I think, you know, our generation, uh, our parents didn't really teach us a whole lot about money. Like you said, they said, you know, put that away, you know, don't send, don't spend all of that. But then it became an era where it seemed like we were able to get the credit cards. We were able um, to have money and open up bank accounts. But with that, there was no knowledge into don't do this. Or, That's right. You know, here's what a credit score looks like. And here's how to manage your credit. So your credit score stays at this particular level. We didn't get that knowledge and we didn't get that teaching. So therefore, we abused it. Yes, absolutely. And so now <clears throat> a lot of people are kind to are digging their way out. And for me, um, a prime example, I have a, I had a student some years back um, who had received, you know, a large sum of money. And he was like, Ms. Ross, what am I going to do with this? I said, well, you know, you definitely need to invest that or, you know, speak with your parents about it. But his thing was, you know, my mom doesn't know a whole lot about, you know, money. That's right. And so um, me and his mother, um, we went to the bank mm -hmm. and uh, I helped him get connected to um, – the bank, you know, investing his money into the bank as far as starting up him a banking account, uh, starting up a savings account so that they had that money where it would grow and where they could use it. That's right. But prior to that, you know, you know, all I could see and I, would, you know, kind of check in on and say, you know, how are you doing? How are things coming along? He says, oh, they're doing good. Because a lot of times um, we would we would see people, they get large sums of money. And before you know it, in two days, it's gone. Gone. And Gone. they can't, they have no idea of what they did with all they know. You know, I just got something and, you know, we haven't had this before right. and I want to buy everything <laughs> in the world that right. I can think of that I've never had. That's right. That's right. So I want to change that mindset, you know, so that our children know now that you need to prepare for what's going to come later. That's right. That's right. You know, if, if I, if I may, what I'd like to do is because I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that, um, once we have this episode airing of the, you know, the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend radio show, your students will be tuned in. So I'd like to take this moment, if I may, stats to to just share <laughs> to share something with your students. Right. Because the, the truth is, is that the example that you just gave is is one that uh, stats and I have experienced personally. And, and you know, our a previous show we had. um the good sister LaShonda Johnson, who's part of the Houston Housewives of Finance, and and they are certified uh, financial advisors in, in in personal finance and 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 business as well, right? So when we started off that show, what we said was we shared examples of us blowing money just in a in an extremely shameful way, <laughs> right? So and and fast, um, too. <laughs> fast just. Just within what hours? Crazy, you know. Um, and and the th and the truth is, is that you can't once you spend it, you can't get it back, right? right. In in most cases, right? If you know, if you if you buy something and and you know what tends to happen is people say, well, you know, I got this money now, let's go out and eat. We going out. I'm we going out someplace nice. What you want to eat? Let's go, right? So once you spend that money, it's gone. And then what happens is it goes incrementally, right? It doesn't go all in one shot, but it goes incrementally. But what, what, what ends up happening before you know it is those increments, as they always do, right? Those increments accrue to the total, the full sum. And then before you know it, <laughs> over a matter of a few days, or if you were like us in a few hours, it's all gone and you can't get it back. Mm -hmm. And that's when regret sets in. So, um, you know, any uh, to, to your students... You know, we're some cool dudes. We're some cool dudes. We, you know, we've, we're we a bit uh, older, but I know for, for my experience, um, and I shared this, you know, on, on a previous show, my experience was right out of high school, went to college, 
right and and for our for for us um you know they used to have the little credit card stands outside so being a person that's not informed about credit the implications of credit be it bad or good right understanding what an APR is right um and and how that plays into the to what I'm paying every month and why and and how that impacts my credit score if if at any point I am unable to make a payment or if I'm just making a minimum payment or I'm not being aggressive to pay that bill off, um, you know, you get in a bad position. So, you know, stats and I were talking about on that previous show, how, you know, we were caught up into that. It's like, all we knew is, is that, you know, you sign up for this credit card, you know, at first you're thinking as a broke college student, yeah, this is going to help me out. And then when, (laughs) when that credit card comes in the mail, then all of a sudden is it's more than oh this is gonna help me out we get some with some gas money and maybe you know buying a couple of groceries all of a sudden that responsible thinking goes out the window and it's like ching oh the new J's came out I need to go buy them you know what I mean right. and before you know it you're through the entire credit card um, you know um, credit limit and then you have to pay it back so. Um, you know, just uh, and, to, and think about just mm-hmm. on that point. I mean, sure. no, on no, that go point, ahead. You know, think about how many um, first year college students get those credit cards. They don't have jobs. Exactly. You know, they're thinking, oh, well, maybe I'm going to get a refund. And then when I refund, I'm going to yep. pay my money. I'm going to pay that credit card off. Uh, but in the meantime, I'm using this. No, that doesn't happen. Nope, doesn't. And, you yeah. know, and, and a lot of the time, sometimes if you, you're a college student and those grades don't come up to be what they're supposed to, you lose those scholarships. That's right. That's so right. So what happens then with that credit card? And, you know, what happened if you're not getting, um, you know, mom and dad don't have money to send to you every month. Maybe that's they're right. sending every other month. Mm-hmm. But you got this credit card now that's maxed out. And, and so... Uh, Typically, what happens is sometimes they say, oh, well, you know what, I'll just get another credit card mm-hmm. and I could just pay that credit card. Those type things, that mindset um, is what I wanted to change. And I want to make sure that our students knew exactly what they were getting into. Sure. Absolutely. Right. And and right. and doing doing away with that. I'm sorry, Stats. I just won't make this quick mm-hmm. comment. But doing away with that, um, you know, that that unknowing, you know, um, I guess, inclination, if you will, to, to, to start putting, you know, proper practices and, and, uh, and, and, and good common sense in terms of financial literacy to play before you get too far off the deep end and you experience bad credit before you even experience good credit. So that, that makes perfect sense. Go ahead, Stats. I'm sorry, man. Yeah, no, Miss Ross, I just wanted to ask you, like, um, since this program has started, you know, because I, I know, you know, for my, for me myself in junior high and high school, that's around the time when I started to look at money as a tool instead of something to just waste, you know. And even then, it took a long time to really adapt and learn on my own. But um, you know, I wanted to ask you, like, as you know, as far as the students, do you see or have you seen like um any student that you thought was really bad with money and didn't really care? and just kind of grab on and adapt to this and totally change, you know, things around as far as, like, financial literacy? Hmm. I'm going to say that I haven't really seen it like that, but have I heard about it? Yes, and I'll give you a prime example because I had one of my students say, you know what, before we started this process um, with the bank, say, I didn't care nothing about money. You know, it was my money, so I Mm -hmm. could just spend it. I didn't think I needed to save it. But um, he said was, but now I have a different perspective Hmm. and Mm -hmm. now I see why I need to save my money or at least, you know, spend it wisely. Mm -hmm. And so on that note, yes, um, I have seen changes uh, within Mm -hmm. some of the students that are in the building, at least they're, you know, if nothing else, they're more conscious about how they're spending their money. Their, um, mm-hmm. The 52-week savings plans, the students come in, they look. We set the 52-week savings plans up so that any student in our building could participate. They could contribute $0.05 cents a week. Mm. They could contribute $0.10, cents, $0.25, cents, $0.50, cents, all up to a dollar. We set it up so no matter what your background, your economic background was, 
you had no reason why you could not save. Right, right. Because we wanted them, you know, to start practicing that now. Uh, we had a mm-hmm. lot of students when we opened our bank that were working. And so, again, instead of students, you know, trying to, um, and students having an avenue where they can immediately, they get their paycheck, they can come in, they can deposit it <laughs> without doing what we used to do. You know, you got to get it. You get off work on Friday, you rush to the bank, you mm-hmm. try to cash your check, you know, that this was kind of like convenience for our students and our faculty and staff. That's right. And so just making it, you know, the opportunities kind of unlimited for them. The only thing they cannot do here is they cannot withdraw money from within our facility. They okay. have to uh, go to Wood Forest. That's or, good, though. Um, now that we have the <laughs> ATM machine, right. and, which will be ready uh, in August when school starts back, mm-hmm. they'll have the opportunity to withdraw from the ATM machine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, don't do, oh, I forgot. School is out in um, North Carolina now, right? Not quite. Graduation okay. in June 9th. Okay. 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 So it's fast. Okay. I just want to say it because... I'm a, my family is, um, you know, fellow South Carolinians and North Carolinians. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to say that, but, um, you know, it's, it's really good because uh, there's an, uh, uh, another thing that I, you know, believe in it, you know, highly for, as far as young minds, young minds being molded are images, you know, and it's a scientific fact that we, you know, we move on images, you know, so I, I, I just want to, you know, say thank you. And, you know, for, for doing that, because you're actually setting you're setting up, uh, uh, as far as I can say, a mental movie for, for some of these kids, you know, because when they see an image of a bank in their school, you know, it's like, you know, that image is implanted like they'll never forget that. It's not like it's a it's a, a corner stand with two people at it. You know, and they say, hey, we'll take your money. And actually, that's how I got sucked into debt with a stand and two people, you know, standing there. <laughs> and a T-shirt. Exactly. Yeah, and a T-shirt. <laughs> they, they sucked me right in, you know. But, um, you know, but um, I, I have to commend you on that because that image and people, I don't know if you guys really looked at that or if you took that in, but images are everything. Kids don't have to talk to you. They just have to see it, you know, right. and once they see it. And they see their peers doing it, and they see their classmates doing it. It it sort of molds them, you know, into this. So, you know, I have to say I commend you on that. And even though kids might not say it, that image is planted in. And I don't care how old they are; they're always going to remember, you know, the the Hillside Financial Academy where they went there and, you know, learned everything they need to know about money. And it does mold you. So I heard you say earlier in the conversation that you might not have heard it so much. But the image is there, and they're going to run with it, you know. So I commend you for that. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you. Um, if I may, um, I, I just wanted to to get a, a little bit of context, so and give context to the listeners. So, business mm-hmm. the the business and finance academy is that um, a program within Hillside High School? It is a NAF. Academy okay. within um, Hillside. So um, NAF is the National Academy um, Foundation, mm-hmm. and um, so it's a program within Hillside High School, um, similar to like if you've heard of International uh, Baccalaureate. So we have IB and we have NAF. Okay. And so NAF is a national network of nearly about seven hundred academies nationwide. So the academy brings education, business, um, community leaders together to kind of transform the high school experience. So uh, our students are highly motivated because opportunities like our bank, they help them see the connection between the high school and their future. Sure. So what the NAF network does, it helps solve some of the biggest challenges in education and our economy by transforming the high school experience. So uh, it's not just about preparing students for like college and career, but we're giving the fundamental skills that they need to prepare for a variety of businesses and finance careers. And so we're helping our students be future ready. Nice. Nice. Now, now have you guys noticed, and if I may, did, when did the program or when did the, the, the bank or when was it founded the Wood Forest Bank within the school so, founded. Yeah, so now this is our third third year. Oh wow, okay. That we're going our third school year that we're going into. And the actual name of the bank is 
uh, the Hornet Bank Training Center. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and it's called the Hornet Bank uh, Training Center because that's kind of exactly what it is. It's, we are training our students here. And Wood Forest, um, what they do is they come in again and they teach financial literacy to our students twice a month. So they don't have anyone here that actually works for us. It's all ran by the students here. Uh, what does happen is our facility is open for our students, our faculty, uh, for you know anyone that's working within Hillside High School. They can come in, they make those deposits, and those accounts belong to Wood Forest. Sure. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So it, is it, would you say essentially the, the, the location within the school is an, is an annex of, uh, but a fully functional annex? Because I, I read here also that, um, I'm, and again, this is, you know, the story that I'm reading, mm-hmm. um, is I'm sure, um, probably from last year, two years ago, but it mentioned that, uh, one of the students was actually a loan officer in the bank is it uh in the location as mm-hmm. well so it is a fully fully functional uh bank location that 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 offers the same level of services that you would get at at a at, at a brick and mortar you know standalone brick and mortar wood forest branch yes okay. so what would happen as far as we don't do loans here okay but what would happen is we refer them, refer them to the bank. So there we have pamphlets and information. Sure. We uh, we refer them to the representative. So if there's a student comes in and there's uh, a problem with their account, uh, what the student would do is they would actually call up the bank mm-hmm. and say uh, we have what's called an intake sheet, and say we have um, you know Charlotte here and she's experienced. Um, a charge on her account that she's not aware of. Okay. And we would then give the phone to Charlotte and she would talk. So okay. uh, the information that we receive is very secure. We don't know any social security numbers or anything like oh, that okay. because the bank opens up all the accounts. Uh, but we are, we would do pretty much everything I guess the bank does except for um, we don't, they can't withdraw any money. Gotcha. From gotcha. Here. Okay. Okay. Um, so since the program, um, you know, three years ago, you, you've had, you know, um, you know, assuming that, you know, you had students at that time in, you know, uh, taking part in this wonderful program at, at various, you know, um, grades in school three years ago. So either some of these students now, <clears throat> excuse me, ha- are getting ready to graduate from high school, um, getting very near it. Um, some uh have even graduated. So of the students that have graduated, have you guys found um, that there's, that an interest has, has developed in these students to go into a, into a career or into a, you know, course of study like finance or accounting once they get to college? For some, Mm -hmm. yes. One of the requirements uh, is that you have had, you have to have had business classes and, um, if you are looking into being one of our tellers, it's optional, but we use a program here called Sage 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the accounting software. The uh, Peachtree is what it's known, uh, previously known as, but it's now Sage 50. Um, Sage 50 is taught in our accounting classes here. We have three levels of accounting here. So that is the same software that we use in our banks. So uh, most of the students are either you know, thinking about doing something in finance or we have a student that's in the academy, but he wants to be a doctor, but he wants to open up his own practice. So they have that mindset uh, when they come to work in the bank, sure. because what we want to do is uphold the same image as if you were walking from walking into a Wells Fargo or walking into, you know, uh, a BB and T. So we want our customers to receive that same type of feel when they come in to the Hornet Bank Training Center. So I want my students also to be knowledgeable of what they're looking at, and to be able to uh, help the customers that come in. So when they leave here, some of them do go on to take accounting courses uh, and major into finance. Uh, I do have some that have gone on to major into marketing. Okay. So as a part of the Business and Finance Academy, one thing that we have to do is offer internships 
and we do job shadowing. So they get those opportunity to experience some of those fields that they're thinking about being in and gives them a, a kind of like a, a look ahead so they can say, well, maybe, you know, uh, I've seen that. I've kind of been in that. I'm not sure that's exactly what I want to go off to school to do. OK, OK, OK. Nice. Nice. Now, what about those students that are working um, you know, actual stu- students at at Hillside, but they're also working at the um, at the you know at the bank within the school, right? And and then they after- have the opportunity to uh, do an internship. Okay. Um, and what I've said to the students is, this skill that you're learning is something that you can definitely use in college. Right. So they have not only do they have the opportunity to do an internship with our sponsor, Wood Forest National Bank, but they can take this same skill in uh, to a credit union or to another banking institution to, you know, maybe be a, a bookkeeper or, you know, work in a customer service uh, ramp. Right. So they're learning skills that they can use right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So is there any other plans for, um, you know, for this to roll out to any other schools or has that occurred already? Has not occurred yet. Okay. Uh, I do know there's a school in Texas that contacted us that is also working with Wood Forest that they're trying to um, do a similar program. Okay. Uh, we've gotten phone calls recently from a couple other schools that are interested in us helping them uh, implement a bank in their school. And so when I get those calls, one of the first things I ask about is what's your curriculum? Because we didn't just open up the bank right. and say, we're just going to do this. Right. Uh, there is a class behind it. There is curriculum with it as far as our students are, are learning accounting. They're just practicing it in mm. the bank. Our students are learning marketing, but they're practicing it in the bank. Sure. So um, those type things. And then uh, as far as finance, uh, there's a, a class called Finance 2000 that um, North Carolina Central University, uh, one mm-hmm. of our partners, teaches. And again, that's teaching about, you know, stocks and bonds that's, you know, going taking to the next level of finance. So, again, if you're going to open a bank, the first thing I would say is look at the curriculum within the school and see how you can build it around that. Sure. Because you, you can't just open it up. And not have any knowledge. That's right. That's right. Got to have some type of knowledge. And then also, too, I guess uh, some relevance to to the existing curriculum in the school, too. Would you say? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. If you if you don't have um, an accounting, if you're not teaching accounting in your class in your uh, school, then I would think that that might be one class you might want to start offering um, because. The kids need to be able to understand uh, Excel. We have Microsoft certifications here mm-hmm. at Hillside. Okay. And that's mm. something that kids need to be able to know how to do Excel because we are working in Excel spreadsheets. That's right. Uh, we're using accounting software. Uh, we are, as we're marketing, we are designing marketing material that goes out to our students. That's right. So. Those type classes that kind of fit around that are things that they need to have in place in a school that's thinking about opening up a bank in their school. I'm going to I'm going to use this as a as a as a uh, PSA. Get your pivot table game up, son. <laughs> my my yo, my my pivot team, my my pivot table game is crazy. <laughs> I just I, <laughs> And businesses will tell you, especially in the uh, area of finance, that Excel is important. You need to know Excel. It is. It is very important. And and, and what I find is you can never know enough Excel. You know, like it, it, there's always when you think you know a lot, that's when you realize, well, well I think I got a lot more to go because <laughs> this thing does a lot. It, yeah. There's a lot of functionality um, and useful tools yeah, built into Excel. Yeah, and there's a I, there's not a lot of schools that even offer that certification. No, right? yeah. I heard you say that. You know, that's yeah. um. I know. I mean, I, I, I'm in. You know, I'm. You know, me and Derek are from. We're both from Brooklyn. You know, and um, he's in Texas now, and I'm. You know, I'm still in New York. But I don't know if you've seen, heard any st- school out in Texas like that. But I've never heard of a school in New York. Period. Yeah, and that's that, why that, that has a, a. Go ahead, man. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, it's like I never heard of a school, period, that even, that let alone offers financial literacy, you know, to, to learn about, you know, a bank account savings and things of that nature on a ground, on, on a, on a, the ground to come up level. But on top of that, you're teaching kids how to be computer literate also with the, you know, with a, with a certification. I've never seen that yet. Yeah. You know, no, I've, so I've I, never I, heard I, of I'll it either. I'll you on that. Absolutely. Yes, we have... We have um, Microsoft certification. Uh, they can be certified in Excel, Access, Word, and PowerPoint. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we also use, uh, for financial literacy, we use EverFi. Mm, okay. So they can be certified Dang. in that as well. That's awesome. And that's so a part of, I was going to say, that's no, a part of uh, the training. Not only does a bank come in, what far has come in and train their students before they start, but they also have to be uh, EverFi. <laughs> certified as well hmm. so again we want to give them as much you know knowledge and tools up front before they actually begin to service and help someone else yeah and 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 the uh you know the the interesting thing about those certifications is 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 uh obviously the preferred path is right out of high school uh you know go into college or you know maybe you're going to go into the military or something like that which now is you know an opportunity to to, to get education as well um but the truth is, is that, um, you know, with those certifications, you're almost, you know, um, not totally, but but you're one step ahead of a lot of other students that might be coming out of high school because you can say that you've received certification for, um, you know, software and tools that are used regularly within the workplace now, no matter what the industry is. You know, uh, every company uses Excel for reporting, um, you know, uh, financial and otherwise. Right. Um, you know, and 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 uh, the same thing for access and, you know, word and, you know, and, and, and everything else, just the complete office suite. So um, and then, you know, those other tools that, you know, I'm, I'm not familiar with those, but, you know, it really is a, a, a benefit, those certifications, because you find yourself, you know, if if not one, a few steps ahead of, you know, other students that are, you know, following along the same path. So that is absolutely awesome. What, what you what you're doing is is amazing. It is a wonderful, wonderful program. Thank you. I have I have a lot of help. Yes, yes, <laughs> absolutely. So so you uh, it took a whole team to get this going. No, that's that's of... right. That's right. Absolutely. And shout out to the team. You, you all are, are wonderful. And and uh you you ladies and guys are doing wonderful things and uh to you we we salute and take our hats off to you for for your commitment yes. sacrifice because i'm sure that this was a major undertaking right i mean it's easy for you know it's interesting right as we as we speak um you know with people such as yourself um and and we're able to discuss the journey which is obviously what we like to do you know people tend to hear you know the process right uh, and then they hit a result. But, you know, that's why we like to talk about the journey so we can add we, we can get proper context from you and people can understand that this is not something that just happens overnight. Right. It's a yeah. huge undertaking. It's a huge sacrifice and commitment for all parties involved. Um, and and uh, it, it truly takes a team um, to to be able to get things going and to get this, uh, you know, to so, sort of get this uh um, th this process done. So again, hats off and salute to you all for, for the, for the wonderful job. So, um, but before we close Thank out, you. yeah, no, no, absolutely. We have, a, um, mm -hmm. we have a very supporting uh, principal, Dr. William Logan, and we had lots of support from our district mm -hmm. uh, in this. Again, it, you know, it took a whole team of us from the district on through the school and our principal as well. Is 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 Doctor mm -hmm. William Logan lighthearted? Is he is he light nice lighthearted man? I'm just asking. Cause, <laughs> cause the only reason why I'm asking is because I, I want to say shout out to Doctor Will Low. We want to shout him out for his effort, but if he's not lighthearted and he doesn't like, you know, people abbreviating his name, and I certainly would like to say, Doctor William Logan, we appreciate your sacrifice. We thank you, kind sir, for everything that you've done. So. Even like that. Okay, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so, 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 what I what I uh, wanted to ask is, I know we gotta, we have to get ready to to, to wrap up. Um, but we we've, we've spoken about you know the process. We've spoken about 
um, you know, where you've arrived to and the successes that you that you that the program is seeing as a result of what you all have put into it. Right. And what you continue to put into it. What's the future for it? The future, uh, the sky is the limit is what I'm going to say. Okay. Um, And again, as I told you previously, I challenge the students um, to, you know, think about what part of the legacy they want to leave because it's their bank. Sure. It's what they want. It's it's not, you know, Miss Ross just kind of had a vision and I got it started, but it belongs to them. It's their vision, where they want to take it, where they want to see the next process. Um, I would say, you know, again, it growing beyond where it is now and maybe becoming um, a entity where we have we are able to take people from the outside. We have a building that's set outside that's being monitored, uh, that's not within the building, but attached to the building where we can have just students completely running it from. We have um, seven students now, but maybe we can double that and make it 14 and we can handle more uh, customers because uh, what we do with this bank now is we sell our, our football tickets in here. Oh, we sell nice. our prom tickets yeah. okay. in here. Mm. We sell um, any major events that's taking place within our school. They come, you know, customers come through our bank to pick up those. So uh, one thing that I do know that's on um, the school's buckets list for the students, they want to do Ticketmaster. Mm, so okay. if they do Ticketmaster nice. through the school, that's just going to open up more doors for them and maybe they will become um, we can have our own building built, yeah. <laughs> our bank built. And, and add it on to our school. And, and then I think wow, also, wow. too, what, what what happens with something like that is, um, you know, you, you open it up. I mean, not that it's not now, because I think, you know, whenever you think of public school uh, education, particularly in this capacity, when we're talking about financial literacy, it's something that everyone in the community builds from. Um, I mean, that uh, you know, they're able to 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 receive Uh, something from so the students are being taught but they're able to go home and have these conversations and dialogue with their family members and parents that are not privy to this information otherwise so then there becomes a a natural interest and a a genuine inclination for the parents to come to the school and check out what the bank is all about and, and 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 start their process with financial literacy and financial responsibility there but i think when it comes to something like ticket ticket master or something like that you you really start to open up to the entire community and then yes. that provides the opportunity for people to come into your location find out what you're about and 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 then also start to open themselves up and benefit from the financial literacy that you guys are offering so that is amazing that's often i mean awesome we we wish you guys the best with that i would like to see uh the students um expand from teaching their peers to like you're saying teaching the community once you know this as it grows right where maybe um one night um once a month one night where the students themselves invite the community to come in and and they are teaching the community exactly what they're teaching their peers during the day about um you know writing checks and Mm -hmm. you know informing them about credit uh so giving that information to the community like you said giving back Mm -hmm. That's right. Because it does take a village. It does. As they say, and, and, you know, sometimes we need to reach back and pick those up right where they are. That's right. And when we do that, you know, and help them to move from where they are to the next level. And what better way to do that than to start reaching back into our communities and giving them the tools that they need and the resources. That's right. That's right. Knowledge is power. That's that's right. Knowledge is power. It is power. Um, does the um, are you guys on social media? Is the is the program on social media? Any? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. Are you on social media? I am not on okay. social media. <laughs> the closest social media I have is LinkedIn. Okay. Okay. Well, but our um, school does have like Twitter accounts and things like that. Okay. Do you do you do you know the Twitter accounts? Because we we definitely want to be able to get you uh get you guys out there and you know share that that social media information so that people um you know can can get hold of you or or reach out to the school or just even if they just follow the school just to be engaged with the with the wonderful things that that the school is doing and the program is doing that that'll be awesome but if you don't know we'll that that's okay we'll um 
I'm sure people can uh, can Google yeah, um, they, the program. They can Google us. Okay. Uh, Hillside High School, mm-hmm. Durham, North Carolina. Okay, nice, nice. Okay, well, uh, Miss Priscilla Ross, it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure. We we thank you for your time, and 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 I'm sorry. What you know? What before we go, I I, I want to give a shout out. So the 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 um is the mascot the representation for the school the hornet a, a hornet yes okay it is a hornet okay okay tcohhl radio the chronicles of a hip-hop legend radio show shouts out the hornets keep it up you guys are doing some wonderful things we appreciate you guys uh, you make us proud continue along that path of edu- education because education is that thing that will guarantee your life's and your family's life long-term uh, sustainability. So you guys are on a, on a wonderful path. Your trajectory is out of this universe. Stay on course. We appreciate you guys and we love you and you make us proud. Um, Priscilla Ross, we thank you for your time. Thank you for everything. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yo, listeners, you know what it is. This is the Chronicles of a Hip Hop Legend radio show, TCOHHL Radio. Hold tight, y'all. We're going into some music. We'll be right back. Stats, what you say? Ride the wave. Ride the wave. All right, y'all. We'll be right back. Hold tight.